Hello, everyone. Welcome to the KSA podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in since I know just how easy it is not to. As of this recording, I don't know the title of this podcast, which is probably bad planning on my part, but I promise by the next episode, I will have a name. Anyway, this podcast is basically used to just sort of have a casual conversation about different parts of Korean culture, like K-pop, dramas, uh, social issues, holidays, etc., etc. The focus of today's episode is going to be more geared towards uh, dramas and pop culture in general, so it will be pretty laid back. So I guess we should start off with introductions. Hello, I am Jessica Bronco. I use she, her, hers pronouns, and I'm this year's KSA Advocacy Director. I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm a second year majoring in Asian and Middle Eastern Studies with a focus in Korean. Um, Jennifer, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Jennifer. I'm the current president of KSA. I use she, her, hers pronouns, and I'm a junior double majoring in the College of Biological Sciences. Uh, a fun fact about me is that I like cats and I'm eating yogurt for lunch. Okay. Um, hi, guys. My name is Irene Kim. I use she, hers pronouns. Um, I'm the current co. I'm one of the current co-activities coordinators. Um, I'm a second year double majoring in marketing and psychology. And my fun fact is that I actually have a K-drama spreadsheet. Yes, and we will be getting into that more later. Um, so to start off, why don't we just like say what our favorite K-drama is and why? So like personally, my favorites are W and While You're Sleeping. Because like I'm a huge like Lee Jong Sok fan and um I don't know I just I really love him and also W is like about like a manhwa world and I am like obsessed with manhwas and yeah so those that's why I really like that one. Cool. Well, I guess before the official K drama expert speaks, I'm kind of bringing the K drama noob perspective. I. Personally, do not watch a lot of K dramas on my own. Like my mom will watch them, and I will secondhand observe them from like the living room. But I'm not too into it. However, Hospital Playlist came out on Netflix, and even though I'm not a huge fan of K dramas, it definitely took my number one spot. It was just so wholesome, so satisfying, and everything a K drama should be. I okay oh man this is so hard I have so many favorites um I'm also a huge Lee Jong Suk fan because he's a beautiful person oh my god for um, real <laughs> so I really like while you're sleeping like that's probably one of my top five dramas um that like hospital playlist like reply 1988 that's like one of my favorites also. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. If we want to go, like, real old, uh, there was one called Red Love and Dreams, like, a long time ago, and that literally had, like, 40% of, like, Korea, like, watching it at one point or something. It's so good. Yeah, what's, that one, what's it about? It's about this guy who, like, basically his dad, like, is some, like, owner of, like, a giant company or something, like, a food company. And, like, him and, like, the maid have, like, a kid or something. And he is that kid, the main character. And he, like, loves to bake. And, like, eventually, like, gets into... I don't know. It's a very long story. <laughs> but, I see. I see. Yeah. Speaking of old K-dramas, have you guys ever heard of um, Taejanggum? I think in English it's called, like, A Flower in the Palace. 
It's like super old. Yeah. Wait, how does Shook you know that one actually? Okay. Okay. <laughs> like the reason why I know that. Okay. So what some people don't know about me is I went to a Korean language immersion camp for like two summers. Um, and this was like when I was in 11th grade. And originally we were watching like Reply 1997. So like we had schedules and like before lunchtime, we watched part of a drama. So that year we were watching Reply 1997, but um, there's like young kids at our camp and Reply 1997 is like super inappropriate. So eventually they just had to change it. And we're like, oh, mm -hmm. but we were enjoying Reply 1997. So then they changed it to Daedanggum. And we're like, what the heck is this? But like literally by the end of camp, like all of us were obsessed with it. Like, oh my God, it's like, it's so interesting. I loved it so much. That's very old. It came out like, like 2004 or something. Like, yeah, really it's old. so old. Oh my God. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, while we're on the topic of old K-dramas, one of my favorite K-dramas was Beethoven Virus. Did y'all watch it? That's a no. very interesting oh. title. <laughs> what is no, that? I You've heard of it, Irene? I have. It came out like 2007, eight, Yeah, 2007, eight. 2008. But I mean, okay, first of all, the theme song for the drama is iconic. Everyone knows like the Beethoven virus remix. Well, clearly not everyone because I guess y'all <laughs> haven't heard of it. But a lot of people know of it, I swear. Um, and it's literally a K-drama about this conductor coming to save this failing orchestra. And it's, it's pretty epic, not gonna lie. I don't know. I loved it as a kid, mostly for the music <laughs> aspect, but cool. music nerd yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Irene, so your spreadsheet. For those of you who like don't know who Irene is, Irene is like, okay, one thing, she's a boba addict, but the other thing that she's addicted to is K-dramas and she has this huge spreadsheet of like all the K-dramas that she's watched and like wait, how many hours is on it? Oh, I think right now it's at like 2,300 or something like that. That's so much. Oh my god. <laughs> like, oh my god. That's so much time. Yeah, that's literally, but I've been like logging it since like the very first K-drama I've ever watched. Oh my god. So it's like very, very detailed. It's like, I think, I think it's like almost 100 days straight of like K-drama. You should uh, share this to the public so they can share in your knowledge. <laughs> Irene, what was the first K-drama that you watched? Okay, the first K-drama that I watched was called Autumn in My Heart in English. I'm not sure, but I think it's called Kaerdoma in Korean. It's just like similar title, but um, it's like so, it's so stereotypical like K-drama car accidents, cancer, amnesia, like, hidden siblings. Oh my god, like, wait. This is the OG Wait, Song Hye Kyo is in it? What the heck? Yes. And yes, Won Bin? Yes. Won Bin is in Bro, it too? Bro, this is where I simped so hard for Won Bin. Like, he had my whole heart back then. It's oh so, okay, it's so bad though, like, if you watch it now. But back then, I was like a first grader when I watched it. I was bawling my That's, eyes out every single episode. You were a first grader when you were watching <laughs> I don't know if you're the intended audience for that, to be honest. <laughs> oh. I mean, like, okay, so I'm not 
Korean, as like many people know. So like I had to get into like K-dramas on my own. The way that I got into it was like my cousin originally like got into K-dramas and she was like pestering me to get into it. But I was like, uh, I don't know. Um, But then like when I was in 10th grade, I think I like started watching them. And I started with this one K-drama called Lucky Romance. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of it, but it's like thinking back on it, it's like a very weird first drama, but I don't know why. It like it pulled me in so much. It's about like this like very what is it? Like superstitious woman and like this very like awkward game developer. I don't know what like looking at the plot, it doesn't seem very interesting, but I was like super hooked on it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Hey. Wow. I mean, yeah, I feel like there's so many K-dramas out there, like, and they run the full scale too. Like, I feel like these days you have the high quality, like, big budget productions, but you still have those, like, daily soap opera style ones that are, like, a little bit lower on the production and, like, (laughs) plot quality side of things, but people still watch them and enjoy them, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um, okay, so have you guys ever heard of the webtoon called True Beauty? Yes. Oh my god, you yes. already know. Did you know that it's being made into a K-drama? I just heard. I actually just saw a TikTok about it. <laughs> it you was saw a like, TikTok about it? Yeah, apparently it's airing in December, which is... It's airing in December. What the heck? Yeah. I think that Talanu is in it. Bro, Talanu, oh my gosh, his face is so... I don't understand how... Yeah, how is he built like that? (laughs) Yeah. Mm. I mean, have you guys, like, read it and stuff? I have. I I am reading. I used to read it, but, like, I don't know. (laughs) I kind of just, like, I kind of stopped. I'm a little picky with my K-dramas sometimes. Sometimes I kind of just read whatever, but, like, yeah. I don't know. True beauty. I feel like just I don't know what to think about it. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's very like yeah, like yeah. It's like the shoujo audience for y'all yeah. manga readers. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see. Well, I didn't realize how many webtoons like were uh, turned into like a K drama. Like my sister was telling me that Cheese in the Trap is based off of a. Yeah, I read that one. I read that. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, okay, so something that I've noticed. So, as an avid manhwa reader myself, I've noticed that there's so much like, I don't know, I don't know what the word is called. I know that it's like a specific genre in manhwa, but like, it's like isekai, but for women. It's like a historical European fantasy and like these um, Korean women like get transported into like to like this um, European sort of medieval world and they're like royalty or something like that. I don't know why, but it's such a popular genre in Korean manhwas. Like I see it everywhere. There's so much, there's so many like light novels and I have no idea why it's so popular. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's a like, there's a bunch of K dramas too, like based off of that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they're so Koreans are so into the like poor girl turned rich, like very Cinderella stories. Yeah, like yeah. it's such a big thing. So like, in low key, it's a reverse harem. Like these girls are like <laughs> surrounded by rich guys who like are all in love with her. 
I don't know. Yeah. They're just really catering to that like fantasy. Yeah, I feel like I never see like the um rich girl falling for a poor guy. Like I feel like I never see that in K dramas. It's very rare. It's usually like a side story, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of manhua, so you know that Tower of God got made into an anime. Have any of you seen it? I watched a couple episodes. I'm the same, yeah. Yeah, I read the, I actually read the Tower of God, or the webtoon. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't watch it. I mean, it's just because, like, I don't know. I, I never read Tower of God. Um, one of my friends, like, one of my friends, Isaiah, really, really likes Tower of God, but I, I just never got into it. It's very long, and it's, like, it kind of got boring in the middle, so a lot of people, like, fell off there. Uh, yeah yeah, that yeah i started reading it but i just saw how long it was and i'm like oh i don't have time for that right now <laughs> Mad, you you know what what manhua is super long yumi sells that's one of my favorites I've been, oh, me too. I've been reading it since i was 15 because as i said i went to korean language immersion camp and um one of the counselors there um she recommended me that uh webtoon and so i've been reading it since i was 15 and i'm 19 now so it's been four years but even then there's like already 200 chapters so what like, is yumi cells about so it's about this girl named yumi and it's about like sort of like her thought process like her brain is sort of like categorized into cells so she has like a love cell like a writer cell um a hunger cell etc cetera, etc cetera, that like sort of just like show how she's thinking and then it, it like it shows her like in relationships and like her career and stuff like that and oh my god it's it's my favorite i love it so much oh my god i've i've definitely it's cried so at it good. before <laughs> <laughs> yeah like there's so many instances where it's just like plot twisted where i did not want it to plot twist and i was like why yes. are you doing this to me <laughs> because like there's there's romance but like it's not like a typical romance where it's like you have like the set male lead in the beginning like you have to wait mm-hmm. a very long time for the final end game and it's it's still ongoing but i think that her current boyfriend right now will probably be end game to be honest yeah. I hope so because I, so. I really like him. I really like him. Me too. I really <laughs> like him too. He's so cute. I know. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So they adorable. have a wholesome relationship. I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. This sounds like a big time and emotional investment to read. It is. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. But like back about anime. Like, I think it'd be really cool if, like, we see, like, more, like, Korean manhwas getting made into anime. Like, I think that solo leveling would be a pretty cool anime, if you have ever heard of that. Yeah, I've seen it. I haven't read it, though. It's, like, it's really popular, apparently. I, yeah, I'm, I'm reading it right now. Ooh. Oh, there was one that I really wanted. There's, like, uh, oh my gosh, there's one right now called Alexeed, and, like, I don't know... I started reading it because the person who like wrote that also wrote like Girls of the Wild, which is like one webtoon from a long time ago about like girls who like MMA fight. But um, <laughs> yo, it's so good. 
if y'all have time to read Girls in the Wild, you'll see some amazing fight scenes, and they're all girls beating up guys, and it's kind of amazing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, it's so cute. It's about this, like, mad fat cat who is, like, like secretly some, like, godly, like, super-powered human, and it's so funny, and it's Wait, so did you say, I just did really you say cat? Did you say cat? Yeah, a cat. A cat. Oh, Jennifer, <laughs> Jennifer, you love that. I, I guess I have to read it now, I suppose. Do you know, like, okay, one time I was, like, just eating lunch with Jennifer, and we're, like, scrolling through her For You page on TikTok, and every time that, like, a cat appeared in a video, she would just like it, like, automatically, no matter what, what else was in there. She would just, um, like... But, like, how could you not? <laughs> She's so obsessed Dang. with cats. Okay, okay. Mad respect. That's dedication. Um, let's talk a bit about our board dance. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh man. Jennifer, speaking of which, Jennifer, have you been practicing? Of course. Every day, 24-7. This is a I, lie. I'm her I roommate. Up. She never practices. No, no, no. I, I practice in my sleep, you know, mental rehearsals throughout the day. Jennifer. I, I'm very hard at work. I'm hearing center Jennifer. Yeah, hey, hey. Jennifer. That's what I'm hearing. But, you know, we have two of our greatest KSA dance teachers here. Both of y'all are helping teach us the dances. And, uh, That's true. No, I'm just here to learn. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, there is no better reward for a teacher than to see their student excel. So That is true. Yeah. I just feel like by. you just have to do be, yeah, you guys have to be center. <laughs> you know, honestly... Listen. Honestly, Dynamite's dance was, like, way easier than I was expecting. No, yeah. it's so hard. Oh, my gosh. If you, you know, know that's hard, you should try some of their other dances. Okay, uh, that's what I was just about to say. Like, the difference, like, Joy, Joy, who yeah. is our secretary, and me, we both learned uh, dope for the intro, or, like, the marketing video that we had to do. But the fact that that song and Dynamite are by the same group is, like, kind of jarring definitely yeah dopes dopes dance is like very hard and dynamite was just like oh yeah i'm just like just like grooving along you know i don't have yeah. to worry too much about it conversely feels special was way harder than i was expecting <laughs> yeah they really popped off that dance okay like the thing is i went to you know like stadium village flats to like learn it with jennifer from anna who is um, the past president. And Jennifer like learned with me. She was like fine, but then she never did like she never practiced after that. So then she had to like relearn it um during our board <laughs> retreat. And then yeah, she hasn't practiced again. So she'll probably end up having to <laughs> relearn it. Yo, yo, yo. I did not realize this podcast was a uh, exposed Jennifer session, but you know, you know, but okay. Speaking about K-pop dances in general, like, obviously it's not my thing, but I know a lot of people enjoy learning them for fun, like both of y'all. What sort of dances do you think are the most fun to do? Um, personally, I really like TT's dance because it's so easy. Like, twice dances in general are just very fun to do. Like, um, mm-hmm. I I learned, like, the chorus of, like, um, it was Likey because, like, like, I didn't, like, learn it through the dance practice. I just saw it through the music video, and then I, I just copied it. Like, it's super easy, so it's really fun to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, honestly, I don't have, like, a specific... I feel like sometimes I'll see, 
like a dance that's like trending and I'll be like, oh, I want to learn it. But like 98% of the time, it just comes up on like my Instagram explore page. Yeah. And I just see it like so many times that I end up like subconsciously learning it. And so, wow. yeah, honestly, I don't accurately know like any of the dances that I know, but it's in there for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's in your brain somehow. <laughs> I mean, do you guys have like favorite K-pop groups at all? Let's go back to the OG days, you know, Girls' Generation, Wonder Girls, Super Junior, uh, maybe not Big Bang anymore, considering some... Uh, oh my god. <laughs> recent development. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I really... I really was, like, super into BTS in high school. Because, like, that was right when, like, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Spring Day, like, that was coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And that was just so, like... Oh my gosh, I was in things so hard for them. But yeah, I don't know. These days, I feel like I really like girl groups for some oh, reason. Really? Like, I feel who, like, like who? Um, I've been super into Itzy these days. Oh yeah, Itzy. Like Itzy, Chongha. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Red Velvet, hardcore Red Velvet stand. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like a middle-aged man, low-key, but... Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I noticed that, like, a lot of girl group fans tend to be, like, men. <laughs> like, oh. in South Korea. <laughs> like, sometimes yeah. you, sometimes cool. you can hear it, like, in the fan chants. It's, like, all yeah. like, it's, like all men and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, not gonna lie. So, I knew nothing about TWICE until Aaron, our advocacy director from Last Board no, two boards ago, um, made Anna and I go see a Twice concert in Chicago with her. And as we were standing in line to go to this concert, you know, there's a ton of people there from like all different backgrounds, but I was so surprised to see like groups of guys there and they would be discussing like their bias or whatever. I'm like, oh my goodness, they're, they're really into it, you know? Like it was surprising to me. Yeah. That's the like, thing you see at like BTS concerts. Like that's right. 80% girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was expecting to just see, like, a lot of preteen girls, because I thought that was their, uh, you know, audience. But I guess not. I guess TWICE and other girl groups have a wide range. I mean, personally, like, I'm not, like, super into K-pop anymore. I used to be, like, really into K-pop when I was in high school and stuff. These mm-hmm. days, I mainly, like, listen to, like, like more, like, R&B or, like, I really like Korean R&B. But um, mm-hmm. my favorite groups are like GOT7 and The Boys. Like, I, I stand them so hard. I love GOT7 so much. I love them Dang. with a the burning passion. Like, they're actually like what <laughs> they're like actually what got me into like more Korean culture. Like, honestly, if I didn't listen to GOT7, I probably would not be okay as a advocacy chair. Wow. Dang. I don't know, that's really crazy. Yeah, because I was just like, wow, I actually really like this music. So then I started like, I started exploring more of the music. And I was like, oh, I like the music too and, and stuff. And then I started like looking more into like the actual culture and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. The power of Korean media. But okay, is it called GOT7 because there's seven members? Is that the whole deal? Yes. Okay, okay. That's what I think. I mean, yeah, like there are some groups that like 
have numbers in their names, but it's not like actual. Like Seventeen has only thirteen members. Like NCT One Twenty Seven only has like <laughs> it does not have one hundred twenty seven members. I can say or that like for sure. Twenty one to anyone when they oh, were yeah. there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. To anyone. Yeah. Oh my god. I miss them so much. Yeah. The first K-pop song I ever heard was when I was like in elementary school, and it was "Fire" by Two Any One. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Anytime that song came up, like you immediately just start doing the dance. Like even if you don't know that song, the dance you'll just know it immediately. <laughs> just it's that it. iconic. Yeah, it's that iconic. I feel like a shiny dance would be fun to learn. Very hard, but oh, oh I yeah. love shiny too. They have a lot of good soloists too. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of their yeah. song music is super good. Taemin's new album just came out, I think. And yeah, I love. He that. like collaborated with like a lot of interesting people for this album. I think. Like, I think Kid Millie, who was like a Korean rapper, who was like not very like I don't know like super mainstream. Like he collaborated with him. I was really shocked actually. I like the range on this album. Yeah. I really like Taemin's dances. Like, I remember with Move, like, everyone did that dance. It's very, like, yeah. it's, like, not even, like, like what you'd assume is a, a typical K-pop dance, you know? It's, like, super subtle. It's Yeah, I feel like K-pop dances are so, like, characterized by, like, big movements, like, yeah. key points and stuff. But for him, it's, like, you just got to groove. Like, if you don't have the vibe down, it's over. Like, you can't do it. Oh gosh. What is it, Jennifer? I don't know. I guess I should be grateful that we're only doing that we're doing dynamite for board dance and not something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I mean you guys you guys did um a shiny dance last year, didn't you? Wasn't it like view? Yeah, but it wasn't too bad. Not gonna lie. I, I wanna do like shiny Lucifer or something. Oh my gosh, Lucifer. That music video is so 2000s. <laughs> oh my god. There is so much like mullets and white yeah. lip gloss in that video. Okay, I was just gonna say like sometimes I just like go back on YouTube and I just look, I just watch that music video just because of how dated it looks but how iconic yeah. it is. Yeah, I was gonna say it's so funny to look back at not just like old K-pop music videos but even for K-dramas, if you go back to something old, like Boys Over Flowers, and looking at their fashion and, like, style, it's so, like, what a throwback. Kujunpyo and his permed hair. For iconic. Oh, my God. Truly iconic. There's I'm been- just saying, like, if we curl Isaac's hair, I feel like we have a Kujunpyo. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I actually kind of want to <laughs> see that now, to be honest. <laughs> He has so much hair now. Like, I yeah. should do something with it. He should get a perm. I, I kind of want to see what that would look like. There's, like, so many um, boys over flowers. Like, what is it? Like, adaptations? Like, it, was, it was based off of a manga. Like, a Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manga. Yeah, it's, like, Hanayori Dango or something. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, like, there's, like, the... There's a sea drama... Like, I'm pretty sure there's an actual, like, Japanese adaptation of it. It's just that, like, the K-drama got so popular because the actors were so popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then recently we did, well, like, we made Isaac and Laura do yeah. the 
making a lover dance. Mm-hmm. It's like da 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 da. Honestly, that song is it kind of slaps. I'm not gonna lie. The dance is like it's it's pretty fun and it's really easy to pick up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone should try it. <laughs> yeah, not myself, but I want to see everyone try it. But yeah, I mean, speaking of boys over flowers, I was very surprised to see my mom watches this one show pretty religiously. It's not even a K drama, but it's a reality TV show called Gopoda Halbe, like Grandpas Over Flowers. And I just think it's hilarious how they took the Boys Over Flowers name and just adapted it to like this reality TV show. Wait, like what's the, what is that about? It's literally they take these celebrities, like Korean guy celebrities, and they send them on a trip which a, with a bunch of like older Korean ajoshis to like Europe and like other vacation spots and they just follow them around on vacation. It's pretty wholesome. That's a very common thing though now. Like there's a lot of spin-offs. Like there was one called Kopuda Duna. Yes, yeah. It's like yeah. So they're all like travel based shows based off of that name. And it's so crazy that like it changed so many like different aspects of like Korean media with one drama. So your mom watches that. And my mom started getting <laughs> super into K-dramas as well. But, like, she she started getting into them because one time I decided to watch, um, it's, like, it's called, like, Robo Shianya. It's, like, uh, I'm Not a Robot. I was watching that um, in our living room. And she was, like, she was super confused. But she just kept on watching. And then after that, she just started, like, she just started binge watching so many shows. Like I don't, I don't think that she cared like what the plot was about. She would just have them playing like all this, all the time. And it's been like, oh like I'd say like it's been like a good two years now. And she's watched so many of them already. I think now that there are so many K dramas, K dramas on like Netflix as well. Like it's so easy to just mindlessly right. turn it on. Exactly. Wait, Irene, are your parents super into watching K dramas? Oh, for sure. I mean, they're the whole reason that I started watching gay dramas. Oh, yeah, like the very first. It's hereditary. I see. Yeah, it is. Well, for sure, I took it to another level. Yeah, yeah, but like even at home when we eat, like we always have some Netflix K drama playing. Like, and low key, the Netflix ones are kind of bad, but they always watch every single one that comes out. Yeah. I thought that I, I kind of liked Abyss. That one was on Netflix. Oh, and yeah. Crash Landing on yeah. on Netflix too. Yeah, but they have like some weird ones. Like, like I don't know. They they I don't even remember the names. They had one called like Heart Signal, Love Signal, something like oh, that. Oh, I tried to yeah. Love Alarm. Wait, was, yeah, Love Alarm. Yeah, I tried yeah, to watch yeah. that, and I was so confused. Like, I love Kim Soo Hyun. Wait, was that her name yeah. or is it Kim Soo Hyun? Wait. It, Kim- uh, so something I like her, but that drama was so confusing for me. So I was like, it's actually I love a webtoon. Interesting. Alarm. Yeah, I yeah. think I saw that, but like I don't know, I was watching the first episode and I was so confused about what was happening the whole time. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, I guess that one was a bit of a miss. I was so confused too, so I only watched <laughs> first two episodes 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, in my opinion, the superior Netflix K-drama is Hospital Playlist. Like, there's a certain ASU board member, I don't really remember his name, and we were arguing over whether Crash Landing on You was better than Hospital Playlist. And for me, it was Hospital Playlist all the way. Sure. Like, Crash Landing was okay, but it could never live up to Hospital Playlist. Just, like, all-rounded, wholesome. Exactly. Uh, maybe maybe I have to watch Hospital Playlist now. Oh, Girl, you haven't watched Hospital Playlist? I haven't. I was going to, but I got really busy. Jessa, if you don't watch it, I'm not letting you back inside the apartment. I'm sorry. That's how it is. <laughs> Jennifer, how are you going to survive? You can't even cook eggs. Um, I can cook them in my ramyun, so... <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to ask... Are there like any, okay, other than Hospital Playlist, because you already established that you guys like that one. Other than Hospital Playlist, are there any like sort of recent K-dramas that you guys like? I can tell you one I don't like. This is kind of an unpopular opinion, but it's okay not to be okay. Kind of, I don't know, I I was not a fan. Yeah, I wasn't either actually. Like if you look at my K-drama playlist, Literally, I write, like, short descriptions for each one about, like, the vibes. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, one just is yeah. whack. Like, it's so yeah, weird. Dude, okay, so, like, I have, like, I have quite a few friends um, in a Discord server that were, like, super obsessed with uh, It's Okay Not To Be Okay. Like, they simp over Soyeji, like, super hard. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, they are constantly, like, Jessa, you should watch um, It's Okay Not To Be Okay. Like, it's so good. And I watched, like, I watched it. I watched an episode. And I was, like, oh, this is, like, this is kind of interesting. But I don't think it's, like, really my my thing, to be honest. So I, I didn't keep up yeah. with it. But, yeah, I was so I was so surprised to see that you two didn't like it. I'm yeah, so glad. Just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was a very interesting drama. Like, the concept was something I've never seen before. I don't know. Soyeji was iconic, but I can't say much more other than that. Yeah, she was very pretty, and I loved her, uh, the fashion costume choices they made for her. And the brother of the lead actor, or the lead character, lead male character, he was such a good actor, so I could appreciate that. Yeah, for sure he carried, like, the whole drama. Yeah. But I, I thought what was really funny is, so in English, the title is It's Okay to Not Be Okay, which is, like, very, like, mm-hmm. sweet, cute. But in Korean, the title is Psycho Jimon Kintama. I know, is, that's so funny. <laughs> You're a psycho, but it's okay. Like, which is so... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, my mom was watching the K-drama, and she's like, oh, I'm watching something, something psycho. And I'm like, oh, psycho, like... This must be intense, but nah, it was, it was just kind of, kind of meh for me. Dang. That's, that Korean title, that's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. I thought it was going to be, like, cute and poetic, like sometimes they usually are for, like, Korean uh, drama titles, but nope. I definitely, yeah, I definitely think the Korean one suits the drama better than the English one. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Judging by the one episode that I saw. <laughs> but it's okay. It's all you need, Jessa. I guess, yeah. I mean, okay. One drama that, like, I actually binged. Okay, so, like, the thing about me is 
it's very hard for me to like keep attention on something so like i'll start like a million like animes and like dramas and like other tv shows and then i just won't finish them even though even if i like them um mm-hmm. it's just like, very hard to like keep my attention on one thing and like over quarantine i watched this one drama that i absolutely loved it was called um extraordinary i think was it i think so extra oh it's called extraordinary you it has um Rowan from sf9 in it i don't know if you guys know him but he's very very pretty yes he, has, he is super tall he's like six three like oh my gosh yeah but i really like this one because it was like it was like a manhua world and as i've said i really love manhua <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just based off of the title, I don't, I've never heard of this K-drama. It sounds like just a love story sort of deal. Is that the, that accurate? Yes. I mean, like most K-dramas are romance and like love stories. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's about this girl who realizes that she's um, a minor character in a webtoon. And so she's mm-hmm. trying to change her fate yeah that's <laughs> that's like basically that's the so plot sad. it's literally like that one meme where it's you realize you're the side character and it's you know oh yeah yeah i mean like the it's ending so... yeah the ending, the ending. it's so sad but at least it's hopeful it's hopeful yeah. i usually like i usually super like hate sad endings where like they don't end up together but like it's a hopeful ending so I'd say it's like it's okay, I guess. But the rest of it, know. the rest of it, I really loved it. Yeah, I like my ending sad. Like if I cry at the end, you know, I'm I an hate, emotional mood. I it's hate crying show. at the end. I can't even watch any historical dramas anymore. Like I was watching Scarlet Heart <laughs> Yo with like IU in it, and I just the ending it made me so sad. I just can't watch historical dramas anymore. Because they always end on, they always end so sadly. Okay, well, historical dramas, I, I don't know, I don't have too much expertise with that, but I did watch the one hundred percent historically accurate Kingdom drama series. <laughs> you know, I, zombies and Chosun yeah, yeah, dynasty. Yeah. Korea. No, we all know that that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an essential part of Korean history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it has like two seasons, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Would you? I have not watched the second season. What did you think about the first season then? Okay, so like I said before, I'm not a huge fan of K dramas, but I was able to finish the whole first season purely for the zombies. Like yeah. honestly, it was quite refreshing because it wasn't like the same old K drama tropes. I felt like it was just zombie time and then they're running away from the zombies fighting the zombies it's pretty cool you know like i i don't know i can appreciate zombies in korean media like let's look at train to busan 10 out of 10 a masterpiece kingdom isn't anywhere near that level but it still Wait, brings you but like you haven't seen peninsula yet right no not yet irene have you i have not but i have like I'm like lame and I just read the Wikipedia page for what happened. I I watched it. I watched it. You watched it? I did. Wow. Wait, like like online? Yes, it was illegal, but we um for for legal reasons, that was a joke. 
Um, yes. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I watched it and it wasn't as good as the first one. Like it, I feel like it should, it shouldn't have marketed itself as like a sequel to Train to Busan because it wasn't anything like it at all. It was like way more action. And like, I, I, I wasn't attached to any of the characters. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't get a very good review compared to Train to Busan. Yeah. Okay, but Train to Busan was so good. Like, it makes yes. sense. The standard was too high. I always cry whenever I watch Train to Busan, especially at the yeah. at the train <gasps> scene. Yeah, the train where they uh, reach Busan and live happily. Yes. Ever after. Yeah, I I cried yeah. at that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happy tears. Happy tears. Okay, but like seriously, for anyone who's listening to this and you haven't seen Train to Busan yet, like what are you doing? It's been out for so it's been out for so long and that's such a good movie. I watched it last year at um uh at a PSA event. Don't ask us why. I just said we're gonna watch it and I was I was about to cry at the train scene and then my friend Ryan, not not our Ryan, but like my my treasures ryan back then he like said something that made everyone laugh during it and so i couldn't even <laughs> cry anymore and i got so mad because i, I wanted to cry <laughs> yeah. like oh it just hits you in all the wrong places <laughs> i know oh. wait have you so guys like, seen yeah. um miracle and cell number seven no girl, oh my god i've seen it when I watched it, I'm not even joking. From the half point mark to the end of the movie, I was crying that entire hour because it's so sad. Oh my god, it's such a good movie, but it's so sad. I remember, uh, like over winter break uh, last year, my uh, one of my friends and I were like, we convinced another one of our friends who like didn't know what the movie was about to watch it. We were like, oh, it's a really wholesome movie. And then, like, she FaceTimed us as soon as it was over. And she was like, I can't believe you guys just did this to me. Like, she was bawling. She was like, how could you guys show me this movie and tell me it's wholesome to my face? I think, okay, I think I was talking with Frank about this movie. For those of you who don't know, Frank is our advisor. And... Like, he told me that he was, like, straight up sobbing, like, while he was watching this movie. Like, it's so sad, but it's such a good movie. Um, If the crying is going to put you off, just don't worry about that. Just watch it. Especially you, Jennifer. You should definitely watch it. I know I need to watch it among the million other things on my list, but yes. Yes. I will make you watch it. Oh, goodness. Someday. Yeah, if I need a good cry, I will go back to that. But honestly, I'm so happy that like Korean films are getting a spotlight after Parasite like took the world yes. stage. Like yes. Korean cinema is getting the recognition it deserves and it's awesome. Man, that movie is so I think there's like an American adaptation coming out of it, which like kind of is like oh, I'm glad. Thing- of Parasite. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's on HBO, I think. Yeah, and I, I don't know how to feel about that. Like, Okay, so, I like, I remember seeing, like, an article being posted about it to Subtle Asian Traits, and people in the comments 
we're like, oh, why are they like whitewashing it? But like what people don't realize is Bong Joon-ho is like working on it. Like he wanted this to happen. I just, I feel like I I just heard about it and then I was like, oh, but this movie won four Oscars. Why don't you just watch the original? Yeah. But I definitely get like, yeah, I don't know. Bong Joon-ho, if he's working on it and like this is what he wanted for the film, like then I, yeah. Yeah, but like, how that, yeah, the thing that I'm wondering is like, what would they do with it? Like, what, what more story would they have to tell with yeah. this? Well, from what I've read, apparently it's supposed to be more of an exploration, an extension of the Parasite universe, which doesn't make sense to me because I'm like, what is this? Some sort of like MCU type of world (laughs) we're gonna see another poor family go through some trials and tribulations i don't know yeah i'm just like because like if it's an expansion of the universe you can't see but i'm doing like air quote i'm doing air quotations right now if it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be like an expansion of the universe like what kind of universe like is it going to be set in like south korea like near where the thing happened or like or set in like america it's yeah adaptation. yeah i don't know i will try to keep an open mind and when it comes out you know maybe maybe i'll give it a shot mm-hmm. yeah probably i'll probably give it a shot too yeah. since i i really like the movie yeah, yeah and i mean pong shun ho's like I don't know if I should call it American works, but like Snowpiercer and Ukcha, where it was like it wasn't strictly a Korean production. I thought they were pretty good, so there's some yeah, problems. I, there. I enjoyed them too. Wait, didn't Snowpiercer have like doesn't it have an American TV show right now? Oh it yeah. Does. Yeah, it does. I think I I, I, think, I think I saw it. Like I haven't watched yeah. it, but I think that it didn't have great reviews. Let me look that up right now. Snow- it says it premiered like in May this year. Yeah, I haven't heard too much, but I do know it exists. Yeah, it has like, it's interesting. I don't know if people like it or not. I can't see any. I can't see any. Oh, it, right now. It, it says that Bongjuno is one of the producers, though, of the series. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that movie yeah. is also very like unsettling to say the least it is it really is like the reveal with like the blocks of food that they were eating that creeped me out so much i'm not gonna lie the movie was kind of hyped up for me like oh you're not gonna believe it it's gonna blow your mind and like i heard about the like big reveal like with the food but i watched it and i was like eh it was like a good movie, but I was not shocked. Like I wanted to be shocked, mm-hmm. have my mind blown, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. That's why, like, I feel like Parasite. Like, I feel like whenever I talk to my friends, I always kind of put it down. I'm like, oh, I thought it was really good, but I'm not sure how you're gonna feel about it. Or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't think about the hype. Just watch it like objectively, because I feel right. like that can ruin movies for you so much. Yeah, because like. If if there's too much hype about it, and it's like, you know, you're kind of expecting it to be like this, like great thing, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why I prefer to like mm-hmm. not try to like listen to hype about something, mm-hmm. you know, just like yeah. form my own opinion, so I don't end up getting disappointed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I really enjoyed Parasite. 
It was it was very an entertaining movie. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I remember <laughs> I went to go see it in theaters with Frank, our advisor, and Molly, my co-activities coordinator from last year. And it was like this totally empty theater and we're sitting there watching it happen. And oh my gosh, I was dying like through all of the plot twists. I went into yeah. that movie blind. Like I had no idea Same. what was going. I did not know anything about the plot. Like I watched the trailer and I didn't get anything from it. So I'm just like, okay, I'll watch it. I just, I just don't know what it's about though. And that's yeah, how I, it's so like, I watched it actually in Korea. For some reason I was like in Korea when it came out and I like watched it. And uh-huh. I remember like the person I was supposed to go with like flaked on me. And so I just went alone because I was like, okay, I already bought my ticket. I should not have gone alone. I was so scared the whole movie. No. Oh my God. Oh. I mean, okay, Korean movie theaters, I love them so much. Though, when, last time I was in Korea, um, we went to the movie theater to see Jurassic World, whatever movie that is, uh, just to go to the movie theater once. And yeah, I don't know. It just Korean movie theater hits different. You get your like buttered squid and your popcorn, and I don't know. I've never been to South Korea, so I have no idea what you guys are talking about right now. Well, uh, put it on your bucket list if you ever go yeah, to Korea. For sure, there's like the major like CGV, Lotte Cinema. Like those are like the big ones, and they're really nice. They're really, really nice. Like, yeah. Uh, if you guys, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but for like releases, when like a movie premieres, they have like special tickets that you can buy, mm-hmm. and they're beautiful. Like they're like holographic, and they have like super cute like engravings oh, yeah. on them. I th- yeah, yeah. I think I saw um the tickets for like, I think it was like Frozen Two or something. Yeah, they look they're super so pretty. Yeah, Why yeah. Is it so extra though? Like, isn't that a lot of tattoos? <laughs> Doesn't that yeah, but it's so it's like so cute. Like I feel like a lot of times I keep movie tickets just because I like like having a collection of like when I went. Yeah, to I do the somebody. same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like having those would be so like just a whole other level. Like you could display that on your wall. It's so pretty. Yeah. All right. Does anyone want to say? Does anyone have any? Final remarks before we end this episode of the podcast. Uh, tune in for our <laughs> board dance reveal. Please sign up for Kajol. <laughs> yes. Sign up for Kajol. Applications close. Someone answer. Someone October answer. 7th. October 7th. Yeah. Kajol apps close October 7th. You could be paired with me or Irene or Jennifer. That'd be pretty cool, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're in my family, we will we can watch movies together. <laughs> That's true. If you're in my family, we get boba every day, all day. Oh. Okay, Irene can find us <laughs> that. Yeah, That's- Irene can find us. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> donations are also accepted. <laughs> oh. yeah. Um, follow our Instagram um at Wait, is it KSA Human or Human? Yes, KSA Human. Follow our Instagram. It's in our contract application is in our bio. Yes, and then also join our Discord. We play Among Us in there sometimes. 
It's very fun. Always yes, we always we're always popping. We're just always talking about stuff. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, thank you so much for joining us in our first episode of this unnamed podcast.